Checkup by BOQ Specialist, a series of podcasts created specifically for current and future doctors, dentists and vets. You don't know what you don't know, as the saying goes, and for many of us, it's especially true when it comes to finances. I'm thinking things like overdrafts, salary sacrificing and term deposits. I welcome Semi Hadira to discuss some of these financial concepts that frequently baffle us. Semi manages the student and graduate banking team at BOQ Specialist, so she's perfectly positioned to share her expertise on some of the more complex financial concepts that we might all benefit from learning more about. So hi, Semi. Thank you so much for being here today to discuss everything regarding overdrafts. You're welcome, Sarah. Thank you for having me. I guess the main question really to start off with is, what is an overdraft? An overdraft facility is effectively the ability to draw your account into a negative balance. So it's a facility that's attached to a fully transactional account. So transactional account being, you know, your everyday account that you would use with a debit card, whether it be going shopping, you know, eating out with friends, whatever the situation may be, but effectively it's an everyday account which you have access to and just the ability to draw into a negative balance. So if you ever find yourself in a situation where you don't have sufficient amount of savings rather than a transaction bouncing back, it would effectively just draw into a negative balance and depending on what that limit is, you'd be able to process the transaction that you are after. Okay, so if I'm understanding this right, Semi, say I've got $100 left in my account but I need to put $150 into my car because petrol's so expensive at the moment. So... An overdraft would allow me to spend that full $150 rather than me getting to the counter and the transaction bouncing back because I'm $50 over. Is that right? Yeah, that's absolutely correct, Sarah. So what's the catch there? Like, how is that even possible? What's the catch in terms of, you know, what benefit does would a bank have to allow you to have access to an overdraft facility? I guess it varies from bank to bank, but effectively an overdraft facility would have some form of interest applied onto the funds that you have used. So usually there's a limit of the size of your overdraft, so how much you can actually draw into an equity balance. So if you're someone that's, let's say, hypothetically you've got access to $1,000 and you've utilised only $50 of that portion, interest would be applied to what you've used here at BOQI specifically, not on the full limit. So I would probably encourage you to do your research on overdraft facilities in the market just because interest fluctuates from bank to bank and from account to account. So for students and grads, our overdrafts are designed to have a discounted interest rate and the way we would calculate interest um, differs to what other banks in the market would offer. Okay, well, that sounds like a really great option to have connected to your bank account. And I think probably something that this cohort would find really beneficial because they have a heap of expenses, right? Yeah, that's correct. Specifically, you know, penultimate and final year medical, dental and veterinary students have a lot of expenses, whether it be, you know, purchases for textbooks, a new laptop, it could potentially even be living expenses for, you know, your monthly rent, any bills associated with living outside of home, elective costs, APRA registration, the list really does go on. And yeah, that overdraft facility effectively is really good to have as a safety net should any students and graduates not have access to any form of savings. Even if you have your savings account, you could just utilise your overdraft so you're not actually digging into your savings account. And with this overdraft, is the amount that you can draw defined by the bank? 
Yeah, so anyone that's in their pre-penultimate years wouldn't necessarily have access to the overdraft facility, but if you're in your penultimate or final year, yes, you certainly have access to a set limit and it differs between penultimate and final year. Is an overdraft a tricky account to open or is it pretty simple, generally speaking? I can't speak for all banks, Sarah, but here at BOQ Specialists, the process is quite simple. We have an online application portal where you can effectively log in, create an account and submit your application. Roughly takes between 10 to 15 minutes. You would be assigned to a relationship banker and that relationship banker would effectively go through the process from start to finish in terms of you know, what documents would be required, the turnaround time for an approval and the process after it's been approved. So effectively having the debit cards mailed out to So in terms of setting it up, no, it's not complex. I would say it's quite simple. That's great to know. It's a fairly simple process. But what is the process with repaying your overdraft? At the end of each month, you'll have access to your monthly bank statement, which will highlight the repayment that is due. Now, for students and grads, um, we have a different process. You will still have access to your monthly repayments, which will highlight the outstanding balance. But a part of our career starter package and our student banking package, we actually can defer repayments up until July 1st of the student's intern year or first year in you know, the dentistry industry and veterinary industry. So that just allows the students and grads to have an additional six months to make repayments on that facility with a few other additional promotions which will be attached to it. Okay, that's great. So I can pay for all the things that I need above and beyond what I've got sitting in my bank account up to whatever limit the bank has stipulated. And I don't actually have to pay that back until I have started working. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So long as you haven't exceeded your approved balance, you can wait until July 1 to make that repayment. I think it's really important for me to highlight here, though, interest is still being calculated daily on that facility. It's not an interest-free account. It's that the repayments are deferred. That sounds great, Sammy. So I guess we've learnt that an overdraft allows you to spend money that you don't have. And if you were to do so through BOQ Specialist, they would define how much money you could spend while providing a discounted interest rate on that overspend. And then you don't actually have to repay it until you're working. Okay, so now that we know all about overdrafts, Sammy, can you help us delve into the world of salary sacrificing? Yeah, of course, Sarah. I'll actually have you know that salary packaging isn't as intimidating as it seems. Look, the entire thing confuses me. I go online and it says you receive less take-home income from your employer, but then you return benefits and then it's paid out of your pre-tax salary and the whole thing is gobbledygook to me, so I'd really love for you to explain it. Yeah, I think you've got the general gist of it all, but basically salary packaging is an agreement between an employee and their employer. And effectively, it allows the employee to pay less tax on their income. In return, the employer would pay for certain benefits. So you end up with less money from your employer in your pocket, but you've got the benefits that outweigh that loss? That's correct. So you're essentially paying for, you're not double dipping your tax, right? Like you're not paying for tax on your income and then paying for tax on the goods that you've purchased. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yes. And those goods may potentially, it varies, you know, between employer and employee, but those transactions per se could potentially be such as, you know, meals and entertainment, could potentially be a car agreement. But again, that depends on the employer and the employee. 
And from a student's perspective, when should they start thinking about this? Is it something that you would really suggest is beneficial within their first year of employment to get set up? Those medical students that are in their final year of study around September, which is when the majority of them would receive their employment contracts, that would be a good time to start thinking about getting salary packaging sorted. So would that be something that the Relationship Banker at BOQ Specialist could talk someone through or is it something that you have to go directly to your employer and set up through your work? Because the employer pays for the certain benefits, BOQ specialists in itself, we do not provide any advice on entering or rejecting the salary package agreement. We would actually encourage you to speak to your financial advisor as well as to, you know, the nitty gritty of it all. Once you've got your employment contract as well, it's probably a good time for you to go to your payroll offices and just inquire about what their policy is in terms of, you know, using a external product for salary packaging up until their first day of employment and what their policy is around backdating certain transactions. And do you find that many people are utilising salary sacrifice and that the benefit for each individual is pretty high? Yeah, we definitely see in applications, particularly for the student banking package around that September, October, November, December period. And that's purely because final year students have completed their exams and they're just being proactive about setting up the accounts prior to Jan 9 or Jan 10, whenever the start date is. It's definitely something that while confusing on the offset is going to be beneficial and is definitely worth looking into and establishing the right accounts to ensure that salary sacrifice can take place once you actually start your work. Yeah, absolutely. I would encourage you guys to speak to your financial advisor or the hospital that you'll be working at the following year to see what the rules are in terms of backdating those transactions. Thanks, Semi. I certainly understand the process of salary sacrifice a lot better now, and I'm sure that our listeners out there will too. Definitely worth considering as a student, but more so as you start to graduate towards the end of the year, because it seems though salary sacrificing is a really beneficial financial tool to use. But obviously, the relationship between your employer and what your employer is able to offer and your financial institution is able to offer needs to kind of marry up and go hand in hand. That's correct. Okay, so we're here to talk term deposits and basically want to know what it is. Good question, Sarah. A term deposit is effectively an account with a specific maturity date and there's usually a high fixed interest rate associated with the term. Okay, so you're putting your money into an account that you can't touch and you get the high interest on that because you can't touch it. Have I got that right? That's right, Sarah. So it's a low risk way to invest your money into a high savings account while earning that high fixed interest rate. Okay, cool. And it's called a term deposit, but can I choose the terms? Yeah, correct. So we have terms ranging between as little as 30 days and up till five years. Okay. And I can choose anything in between that or is it generally fixed? Like it's got to be two years or it's got to be five years or could it be two years and three months? No, that's okay. Just because they're fixed days. So for example, it's 30, 60, 90, 120 days, then it goes one year, two years, three years, four years, five years. And then with regards to the interest rate on this term deposit, is that a set interest rate? Yeah, it is. So there'll be a set interest rate for each term deposit. So 30-day term deposit would have a different rate in comparison to a term deposit of one year versus two years versus five years. I would encourage you to speak to your relationship banker about what those interest rates look like. 
Okay, well, it sounds really good, Semi, except if I've opened up a term deposit and I've fixed it for two years, but something happens in my life and I really need it after one year, what is the situation with accessing those funds then? Because you are agreeing to a specific term, there are terms and conditions that come with that facility. So if you are needing to exit early, that's okay, but there will be some penalties associated with that. I would encourage you to speak to your relationship banker as to what the dollar figure looks like in terms of exiting the contract earlier than scheduled. That sounds like a really great option for students who are in the midst of their studies to kind of secure their money and earn money on their money, which, you know, is a win-win. So thanks for providing that information, Sammy. It seems like a really low-risk way to secure some savings along the way. So I've got no doubt that our audience have greatly benefited from this insight and now feel empowered to manage their own finances appropriately. Thanks, Semi. Thank you, Sarah. This podcast is for general information purposes only and is not intended as financial or professional advice. It has been prepared without reference to the circumstances of any particular person or business and should not be relied on as such. You should seek your own independent financial, legal and taxation advice before making any decisions. Read the T's and C's to consider if these products are right for you. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers alone and do not represent the views or opinions of BOQ Specialist. 